Hey there, it's Khana. I'm so happy to be back sharing another Sikha. This Sikha is from Chilak Yates of Lakate Sikhais, and it's the third Sikha on Parshas Dvarim. In this Sikha, the Rabbi brings up a Rashi on one of the Psukim in this week's Parsha and gives an explanation on what this Rashi is really saying. So the Pesuk says, Hashem lekevetzechem yesiv alechem kachem elf pa'amim v'verech eschem kasher dibalachem. Hashem your God will multiply you a thousand times and bless you like he said. So Rashi stops in some of these words and he asks, why the double? First, Hashem will multiply you and then Hashem will bless you. And Rashi answers that this is because they didn't complain. They said, how can it be that Misha is giving us a limit? blessing us a thousand times what we are now, if Hashem already gave us a bracha, that we will multiply as many as the stars, like to be totally unlimited. And therefore, Hashem added that Hashem will bless you like he already said, like his bracha. He's not backtracking that. So Rashi's source of this explanation comes from Sifri and Medrash. The same explanation is said, but a bit differently. The Sifri doesn't ask, like Rashi does, about the double bracha in the Pesach. He just right away brings the complaint from the Yedin. And also, the Sifri, in his explanation, adds more. He brings a mashal for this idea, as well as bringing a different proof than Rashi. Rashi's proof was from the bracha of Hashem that the Yedin just won't be able to be counted. And Sifri brings a different part of the Pesach where Hashem gave the promise that your children will be as many as the stars. As in many Rashi Sikhais, the Rabbi says we want to understand why the difference. Why does Rashi choose a different proof? Why is this a free not bringing this question? And so on. So although they both bring the same complaint, there are some differences. And a big question we have on this whole Pasuk is on Misha. Why is he even giving them this bracha that they'll be a thousand times more? What's that adding after Hashem already made the promise to Avraham so long ago that his children will be as many as the stars and as the sand? So different Mepharshim give different explanation and the Rebbe brings them. One of them is that Misha and Hashem's brachais were very different because Hashem's was on condition. There was conditions. It was dependent on Yidin's behavior. But Mesha's bracha was for always. So his bracha, that the Yidin should be a thousand times more than they are, was not dependent on anything, unlike the bracha of Hashem. Another answer is that it's for different times. Mesha's bracha is for now, and Hashem's bracha is for when Mashiach comes. But the Rabbi doesn't like any of these answers, because he says it doesn't fit with our Rashi. Rashi over here doesn't say anything about the bracha of Hashem and Mesha being at two different times. So there has to be a pshat answer of how Maisha's bracha, multiplying them times a thousand, makes sense, although it seems much more limited than Hashem's bracha and totally unnecessary. So really, according to pshat, it's not a problem. A person, a human being, being a limited creation, doesn't have the power to give a bracha that's unlimited. So Maisha, giving his bracha, was doing exactly what he could. Something that's unlimited stays unlimited. But something that's limited 
cannot become unlimited in any way. Just like time. There's hours, days, seconds, and minutes. There's no way to make any of that unlimited. So according to Sifri, where Hashem is giving a bracha, they should be multiplied, right? There should be so many. How many? Like the stars and the sand. The sand and the stars are both not countable. No one counts the stars or the sound because there's just that many. And this is the bracha Hashem gave the Yidin. And when Meisha said to the Yidin that they're going to be a thousand times, that was very limiting to them because a thousand is a number that they can count and therefore they're disturbed. That's what Sifri is bringing up. He's bringing up this question and his explanation really clarifies what is going on. That the Yidin had this question. And since it's a good question, Meisha added and he said, Hashem will bless you. He will give you this bracha. This bracha still applies. But according to Peshat, it's a bit different. It's not the case because according to Peshat, Meisha's bracha, that the Yidin should be a thousand times multiplied, is a tremendous bracha. Because the Rebbe does the math cal- calculations for us. The Yidin were then 600,000 men from the ages 20 to 60. Now, if you add in the men of other ages, the women and the children, that's 2 million Jewish people. Times 1,000, that would get you to 2 billion. Now, 2 billion is a lot of Yidin. And giving this bracha, Meshach giving this bracha, is amazing. It's such a wonderful bracha. The only slight problem is that Hashem already said that the Yidin will not be able to be counted. So giving this bracha, even though being 2 billion Yidin is so, so many, nevertheless, it's still a limit because Hashem already gave his promise that the Yidin won't be able to be counted. Rashi really didn't have a problem with this idea. The only reason he brought it up and brought what the Sifri said is because of the problem in the Pesach, because the Pesach has the double that the Yidin should be multiplied and they should be blessed. This is what caused Rashi to dig deeper and explain to us why we have the double. Because the Yidin had complained that how can you give a limit to the Yidin, even such a big limit, after Hashem already said that they will be uncountable. This also explains the difference of the proofs. The proof of Sifri was that the Yidin will be like the stars, that promise from Hashem to Avram. And this fits with his explanation because that's what he holds the bracha of Hashem was and that's why they didn't were questioning it, questioning what Meisha said. Rashi, though, brought the Pasuk where it said, who will be able to count the Yedin? Because the problem, according to Rashi, was a lot smaller. It wasn't the fact that the bracha was being so much of a smaller bracha, but just the fact that Jah was limiting the Yidin to be a smaller amount to any limit than Hashem's bracha. Rashi's proof is how can you count the Yidin? The Yidin won't be able to be counted. Rashi's proof is the Pasuk that says that the Yidin won't be able to be counted because Rashi was stopping a, a smaller problem. Rashi's saying that the complaint of the Yidin was simply how can you make a limited bracha that the Yidin will be a thousand times when Hashem already said that they will be uncountable. And therefore, like Rashi says, Meisha told the Yidin, this is my own bracha, I'm giving you my own bracha, being a 
limited human being. This is what he can give. This is what he can tell the Eden. And Hashem has his bracha that being in safe, being unlimited, Hashem has given the Eden the bracha that they can multiply to be an unlimited amount. The Rebbe then explains some of these ideas based on Pnei Mesotera, based on the writings of the Arizal, whose yard site is actually Hayav. And on this passage, the Arizal said that Maisha is Gematria, Kelshakai, those names of Hashem, which are Gematria, same Gematria as a thousand when their letters are spelled out fully. So a thousand is referring to the level of Bina, because Maisha is a level of Bina. This is where Maisha gave the bracha to the Yidin from, from this level. And then the Rebbe goes on to say that we see this idea in Pneumius Hatera because the Yidin, the fact that we are believable, we don't have a limit in this physical world, comes from our Sharish, our source above. Being a part of Hashem, coming from insight, is what makes that we are uncountable. And this is something that comes from a part of Hashem, a love of Hashem that is so, so high, higher than any of the worlds, higher than the spheres of the world. And the more limited uh, amount of the Yidin, when there's so many, but it is limited, which also gets called amount, even though it's so much, this is from, coming from a gvul, coming from the actual spheres of Atilas. Unlike true unlimited, this comes from even higher. So, even according to Rashi, where the Yidin had a limited number, great limited number, there's a difference between Maisha's bracha to the Yidin and Hashem's bracha. In Hashem's bracha, the fact that the Yidin are not countable, believable, this is something that's felt, but by Maisha, according for Maisha's bracha, it's like the sand. We're, you don't feel the limit. And there's a difference in the source of the bracha of Maisha and the bracha of Hashem. The bracha of Maisha is coming from the level of Bina. And in this bracha, you do feel the limitedness of the bracha, of the Yedin, even though it's so, so many. And the bracha of Hashem, that is completely unlimited, and that is what's felt. Like, for example, the sand, which is so many that it cannot be counted. And even within that, there's two different levels, two different sources of where this bracha from Hashem is coming from. According to Rashi, it's coming from Chachma, the highest level of Hashem. And according to Sifri, though, it's coming from the level of Keser, which is even higher than that. The Rabbi ends off by saying that through learning both tracks of Torah, both Nigla, which is more of a limited part of the Torah, and Chassidus, which is totally unlimited, especially in these days when we are commanded to learn it with so much explanation and understanding, and it's for everyone. This is what will bring the coming of Mashiach when the Eden will truly be unlimited. I found that something so empowering, something so integral to keep in mind about how our learning of the Torah is really so much a part of bringing Mashiach, whatever it is we are learning. Thank you for listening.